blah, blah, blah test. Okay. <clears throat> in the world of advice podcasts. In the world of advice podcasts. In the world of advice podcasts. <clears throat> in the world of, in the world of, in the world, in the criminal justice system. Bum, bum. <clears throat> podcasts <clears throat> in the world of advice in the world of advice <sighs> in the world of advice podcasts some impossible questions are considered too difficult to answer the dedicated podcasters who answer these questions are members of an elite squad known as how to anything these are their stories why was that so obvious oh my god hello and welcome to how to anything I'm Andrew Brereton. And I'm Calvin Brereton. And sadly, Eliana Brereton is not with us today. She is out doing teenager stuff. Yeah, very occupied. Uh, I don't know what that means. I don't know what teenagers do. She's assured us that it's super important, though, so it's don't probably, worry. There's probably some legal implications. I'm not really going to... I'm not going to address that here, but, you know, good news is we've got a replacement. One might say we have a different child. <laughs> uh, actually, we had a fan raffle to see who would appear in a guest episode, and the winner and also only entrant was our number one fan, officially, uh, Andrew Child, joining us remotely via Google Voice Call. Uh, he's currently, I believe, uh, driving from one of his secret locations to another secret location somewhere in America. So, uh, Okay, so I'm going to call him in now. Yeah, and apologies in advance for the quality of this audio. Hello? Hello? Well, howdy. Hey, how's it going? I'm doing well. Is this the uh, How To Anything show? This is How To Anything. Welcome. You're on the show. You're live. Wow. Did you see that on your caller ID? I have to say, this this is a a once-in-a-lifetime experience. Yeah, well, I mean, once-in-a-lifetime or maybe any time Ellie decides to flake on us, so. Yeah, uh, possibly like a several-in-a-lifetime experience. But each of the experiences will be unique and treasured in its own way. <laughs> yeah, okay, in that sense, it's once in a lifetime. I get it. I get what you're saying. <laughs> I suppose you're both wondering why I've gathered you here today. Yes. <laughs> so the episode today, it's a special format episode, especially because Ellie's not here. By the way, it's Canada Day. Happy Canada Day, yeah, everyone. Happy, happy Canada uh, Day. Happy Country Day, where you, uh, on Canada Day, you have to... Uh, you know, write down a short poem about all the reasons you love Canada. If you don't do it, they send you to America. It's pretty horrible, actually. Uh, also, if it's if you reuse your poem, um, <laughs> or if it counts as plagiarism of your previous poem, because they're all officially published. They're all published. So, you can find them on Canada.gov.co.org. Actually, they're using the Ethereum blockchain now to store these poems, so it's very immutable. Oh, wow. That's yeah. good. I've got some investment. I'm happy to hear that. Um, okay, yeah, so the today's episode is going to be called Two Cent Advice, Part 1. Well, I mean, they already know that. Well, because they've read the episode, that's right. <laughs> yeah. 
I forgot about how the future works. Allow me to remind you. <laughs> uh, well, allow me to tell you guys what that actually means. In today's episode, I went to a little place on the internet, you know, in the deep web or whatever, Uh-oh. called reddit.com slash r slash Disney Vacation. At Disney Vacation, they take images from WikiHow, and then they make a caption that takes the image out of context to create some sort of humorous combination. Hmm. What I've done is taken some of those and removed the image, leaving only the caption, which is always in the form of how to blah, blah, blah. And I figure we're just going to lightning round, you know, blast through 10 of these or so and try to try to really get off as much advice as we can really quickly, you know, really reach the people at this website. They're clearly like they're looking for guidance. They're starving. They're starving for it. And I think we're, we can provide that. So it's like a it's like a broken telephone of advice. It's a broken telephone in a sense, yeah. Yeah. And this is we're, also we're kind of providing a broken... advice food to the starving map. Yes. Okay. Well, here's the first one that I want us to address: how to determine your net worth as a millennial. Hmm. So, um, I mean, like most people can probably just do this with fingers and toes, but. <laughs> We'll just call that, like, the trivial solution. Uh, it's not interesting. Yeah, but what do you mean with fingers and toes? Like, what are you counting? I mean, like, all your things, like the box, uh, your cell phone, cell phone charger, fidget uh, spinner. Yeah, yeah. And, well, uh, but I've got, like... Daylight, if you haven't recycled that yet. I've got, like, 20 fidget spinners, that's though. That's probably about it. Hmm. I was thinking more of a, like, it's your net worth, right? So you've got to also take into account all that debt. Oh, yeah, that's going to take more than just fingers and toes. But really, what makes something worth anything? Hmm. Something is only worth what other people are willing to pay for it. So I think that's the real thing. So there is no net worth. Yeah, I think your worth is just you go out on the street and you offer yourself and then whatever people are willing to pay for you, that's your net oh, worth as a millennial. Yeah, how you figure it out? Just ask. Just ask. <laughs> oh my God, so obvious. Just oh, ask. I hope the rest of them are this easy. Okay, well that was, yeah, that was an easy one. Let's go on, let's check the next one out. How to protect yourself against the shadow people. Mm. Well, you need a light blade. A light blade. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. You can only get that on the deep web, also, which explains a lot. You know. But the deep so, web, uh, it's also called the dark web. Well, so if you go on there, you're really kind point. of making a target of yourself, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately, the shadow people have kind of locked that down. It's an organized group of terror, so. <laughs> well, it's not really. They know what they're doing. It's not really organized. It's kind of like very spread out. Oh. Full disclosure to the, the viewers, again, um, I sort of falsified some of my credentials to get onto this show, and uh, now that's really kicking me in the, in the pants, but uh, I was wondering if maybe our two gracious hosts could explain what a light blade is. Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, so a light blade, first what you're going to need is the soul of a giraffe. The purest oh. soul. Does, does that make the blade long? Yes, it does actually affect the length of the blade. But the key is that only giraffes have a pure heart. In all of the animal kingdom, the giraffe has the purest heart. It's very well known. And you can't hunt a giraffe for this. You cannot hunt a giraffe for this. It has to love you enough to give you the soul. But that's what the whole dark web market is about. 
you Wait. can you can get them secondhand. Uh, hold you on. have to love the draft enough that it's like a mutual soul trade. Or no, absolutely not. Over the draft yeah, it's it, it's <laughs> absolutely just related to the draft. Okay, it, so you can just trick a draft into loving it. Yes, and then what you want to do is find a way to basically take a flashlight, probably like a mag light, one of those big like security guard type ones, and you just pop the batteries out, put that giraffe soul in there, bing bang bum, you've got a light a light blade. Ah, easy as that. So do souls just come in like normal battery sizes, like AA, AAA? Well, I think if we like gave that. away that information, we would get into some legal trouble. Ah, also, remind me, that's fair. does a giraffe continue living after donating its soul? Well, they really say that you only die when everyone who's alive who remembers you is dead also. You, the last time your name is ever spoken. So really, mm. as long as the light blade exists, the giraffe still exists. Okay, so it's kind of in the best interest of the giraffe also. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I feel like that's definitely one way to protect yourself against them. Another one might be um, you could become a shadow person. Yeah. Mm. Guys, we're just knocking these out of the park. Yeah, especially um, the last one. Okay, this one we can probably knock out right away. How to come up with a rhyme for spaghetti. Mm. How to come up with a rhyme for spaghetti? Yeah. I mean, obviously, you can consult the, the literature. Um, you know, Eminem is considered a, a leading expert on rhymes involving spaghetti. Mm. Involve an external consultant. Okay, let me let me look that up. I mean, I was just going to say confetti, but I don't want to... Well, it's, it's how to. It's how to, yeah. If somebody I just, doesn't know what confetti is. Right. I just kind of searched my feelings, and then the word was there, because, like, I'm always thinking about confetti. Mm. I, th I think that it's important that before you can know what rhymes with spaghetti, you need to know spaghetti. Mm. Uh, and so I would suggest total immersion in the spaghetti. Not just metaphorically, but also literally. Okay, that sounds interesting. Like, okay, so consult the literature, definitely, which I've done here. Uh, by the way, we've got heavy, spaghetti, ready, forgetting. Kind of like a bit of a half rhyme there. Well, I mean, so far there's only been one rhyme that isn't spaghetti. <laughs> it seems like those are really the only things he rhymes with spaghetti. It's pretty tricky, actually. Um, and then you're also saying you've got to really just dive into a big vat of spaghetti. See, that one seems um, not universally applicable. Like, if I want to know how to come up with a rhyme for a car I can't really cover myself in cars now can I no but you can be inside well, a car well you get in a car are, are you not covered in a car yeah I mean I may have picked maybe the worst example <laughs> <laughs> if I want to know what rhymes with fire definitely light yourself on fire <laughs> I feel like we nailed that one um, how to use a cucumber how to use a cucumber yeah actually this is not fake advice Someone told me that if you slice the end off a cucumber and then you like take the two parts that you cut, put them up against each other, and you like rub them around in a circle, they it, reform. No, this is the crazy thing. It draws out the bitter compounds that are in the cucumber, oh. and it makes the cucumber taste sweet. Just for for the whole cucumber? I don't know what amount of cutting you'll have to do. So, mm. dear listeners, you'll have to experiment with that. I haven't experimented with it. I don't eat vegetables. I don't have them in the house. I hate them. You know, they've done Sorry. terrible things. 
to this country. I think we're really <laughs> limiting ourselves by only think about, thinking about cucumber in its currently accepted uses. Like, surely uh, we can do better. I mean, I think we have to we have to draw a line somewhere. Wait, wait, we wait, 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 wait. That's so Raven, guys. Can okay. you use a cucumber to protect yourself against the shadow people? Hmm. Can it fit a giraffe's hole? I think if you c- carved out a little hollow in there. Hmm. There's one use. Um. Hmm. Okay, next one. Uh, how to remember that you have legs? Well, you just look down. So we're, we're operating on the assumption that you have forgotten that you have legs. Yeah, or maybe you just don't want to forget. Like, you want to prevent yourself from forgetting. Okay, I mean, I think, I think this one's a little silly because you just look down. But there's still a bit more to talk about here because if you're... Imagine a world wherein you forgot you had legs and you look down and you find your legs and you're like, oh, great. Are there things... Like, if you forgot that you had wings, would you know... Not unless you looked back. <laughs> but you can't. But you never look back. So what if there are just all kinds of appendages that you just forget about? Oh, shit. You gotta be checking that 24-7. Like, I could have, like, a third appendix that I don't even know about. Yeah. Okay, Google, remind me in one week to check all my appendages. Sure. I'll remind you on July 8th at 4.08 p.m. July 8th at 4.08 p.m. Perfect. Oh, now everyone knows when we're recording this. Oh, shit. No, we already said Canada Day. Well, yeah, we made that pretty clear. <laughs> the year of our Lord. <laughs> Canada. <laughs> I feel like that's good. Also, maybe you could tie a ribbon around your ankle or something. Mm. Or like a bell. A bell? Oh, yeah, put bells on your feet. Okay, so that's good. Oh, Guys, boy. how do you remember that you have legs? Answer, let mosquitoes bite your legs. They're going to be itchy all the time. Yep. Then you're never going to forget. This is true. Easy. And that one applies to every every appendage. You've got wings? Just let mosquitoes bite them. They're going to be itchy. You've got a third appendix? Well, that's a little trickier. (laughs) Get appendicitis, but only in that one. Mm -hmm. You'd have to get it in all of them. Yeah, just to be sure. To know how many you have. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, mosquito bites might not even be the most efficient disease. How to remember it, that you have legs. Get rid of your legs, then you don't have to remember. Right. Change yourself, not the world. What if you chain your legs around your neck like a necklace, and that way you know where they are? No, you just hold them in your hands. Mm. Hold your legs in your hands all the time, you'll never forget. But then how do you read? You can't read in a world of total darkness, <laughs> which is what, what is, that's what's yeah. coming. <laughs> See, that's unfortunately bleak. <laughs> No, whatever. We'll continue the fight against the shadow people. The cucumber thing is pretty promising, I think. If we can grow weapons to use against the shadow people. Um, how about this one? How to tell your brother that it's your turn to play the Xbox. Mm. Now, Calvin, you're my brother, so why don't you just dive into this one? Yeah, so the rules are simple. Um, a lot of it revolves around eye contact, of course. But I'm not going to be making... I'm playing the game. Exactly. You have to be very intrusive. <laughs> you demand eye contact using body language alone, and then you put down a toonie on the table. Okay. And then as soon as he dies, as soon as he dies, then you guys play, and whoever wins gets the Xbox, and the loser gets the toonie. Interesting. I don't remember you ever doing that. 
Yeah, that's because that was made up. Good <laughs> oh, <laughs> you bastard. <laughs> Can't slip one past this guy. Andrew, you've got a sister, right? Yeah. Did she ever tell you that she wanted to play the Xbox? She didn't. And she had a, she had a pretty clever method. Or clever method. What she would do is she would get someone else to play Xbox if I was playing an online game and uh, end up on the other team for me, right? Okay. And then that person would do the thing in, in any video game where you like kind of walk up and crouch a lot and yeah. that, that simple is like I mean no harm right okay <laughs> mm-hmm. and then they would just write the message on the wall in, in bullet mm, that and seems see that, so like, oh, oh yeah it's, it's my sister's time that makes and so much sense we're civilized individuals I just let her let her have it that makes sense because then you rem- then you rem- you're reminded of the outside world again, because uh-huh. like this person is referencing a real thing in the real world, in the world of in the desert of the real, and then you come back out of uh-huh. the Xbox trance and uh, you look and there's your sister right and she's just looking right at you. Yeah, so I mean I really appreciated it because it was just the, the least intrusive way to do it. That does know? sound really gentle. Way better than Calvin's dumb made up thing. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I never had this problem because I was the older brother, so I just did whatever I wanted. There, was no, there were no turns, per se. It wasn't like, Calvin, it's my turn to play the Xbox. It was more like, give me that. Yeah, which I then adapted to by enjoying watching. <laughs> so it was really a, a triumph of, of over, overcoming hardship. Exactly. Don't change the world. Change yourself. Change yourself. <laughs> exactly. Desire comes from within, and also suffering. <laughs> um, you guys want another one? Yeah. Sure. How to explain that the pizza you ordered is far too small? Mm. I guess explain to whom. That's a good question. I assumed the, the, the pizza delivery guy. Right. Pizza delivery person. So it is going to be a poor... It's going to be the deliverer. I, I think that most people are kind of visual learners. So the best way to do this is to present a reference acceptable size pizza. Mm. Um, so what I would do is I would kind of stall. I'd be like, oh, hang on. Uh, my wallet's in the back. <laughs> and I would go back into my house and I would order another pizza <laughs> from, you know, a place that I know has proper size pizza. <laughs> um, and then I would try and uh, distract the pizza guy until the new pizza guy came. And then the, uh, the other pizza delivery person shows up and then what? Then you take the pizza out of the box yeah. and then you just put it right in their face and you go but like, then, then I, this, see say, this? You know, like, oh, this, this is awkward. Like, <laughs> you know, not only did I order two pizzas, oh. but like, one of them is definitely going to satisfy me, and one of them is, like, kind of tiny. Oh. Like, I'm, I'm barely even going to feel this pizza inside me once I've consumed it, you know? Right. Okay, I so get you, it. So you only buy the good pizza, and then you leave 
the bad, the smaller pizza delivery person on your doorstep penniless. No, that's not going to cut it. You have to eat them both in front of both drivers, <laughs> but you have to, like, eat the one and be like, oh, mmm, oh, so good, so Pulls perfect. Me up so good. And then you eat the second one right away, and then you just, like, you look uncomfortable and unhappy. Maybe it's because you already just <laughs> ate a full-size pizza. And then the person, they're, like, they're looking at you going, like, what is he making this face for? And then you just go, like, it's kind of small, wasn't it? Oh, wait, no, better idea. Okay. We got to incept them. Hmm. It, it, they have to, it has to be their own idea. Uh-huh, okay. So you go into the pizza place. You wait till the delivery person falls asleep at night at the pizza place. And then you set up your whole dream mechanism or whatever. And you go in and you play the role of a pizza delivery person who keeps delivering absurdly small pizzas. Hmm. Until they get this frustration, and then they go like, "Oh, these pizzas are too small," and then they like, then they, then they have this like moment where they're like, oh, "The pizzas are too small," and they go into work the next day, and at the pizza board meeting <laughs> yes. where they discuss pizza business, this this Joe Schmo of the pizza establishment can slam down his papers and say, "Enough is enough," I I have seen. The, the present and the future. <laughs> These pizzas need to be at least 4% larger in area. Uh, wait, no, hold on. That's a Raven moment going on here. Okay. I got a third and possibly even easier and harder option. Well, that seems difficult because the last one was impossible. <laughs> well, keep that to yourself. Uh, okay, we already said it. Calvin already alluded to this. You don't change the world, you change yourself. Mm. Smaller you... eyes. No, smaller everything. You just <laughs> shrink yourself. Oh, a George Shrink situation. Yeah, but you do it. So, I, I feel like this is a method for coping with receiving a small pizza. No, 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 no. See, you gotta uh, let me finish. There. You gotta let me finish. But, okay, okay. So what you do is you shrink yourself, but the pizza delivery person is still there. So, like, you get the pizza, you open the box before you pay, and then you just go, oh, hang on. And then you go inside, shrink yourself, come back outside, you're much smaller, and then you go, now it's okay. I mean, if the pizza is just, like, a little bit too small, does that mean you just shrink yourself a little bit? Like, yep. six inches? Yeah. You come back out? It's like, is anything... But, is... but the, guy, the guy's gonna know, and he's, he's gonna feel bad, like... Now he just made to go through all that hassle because his pizza was unsatisfied. Well, I mean, it wasn't this person's pizza, right? They're just the delivery person. Yeah, I mean, now they can go back to Pizza HQ and bring it up with Pizza Boss. Yeah, maybe you got to make that clear. Maybe you, maybe you deliberately leave. If you do this, you leave like a really good tip, and and a little note also. You write a little handwritten note in very small, small writing, and you go like, "Hey, not your fault. I love you. I really do love you." That's it. I just wanted to say that. And then I think they'll get the message. Oh, what about this? Uh, what about you get the pizza and you like act like it's good enough. You're like, wow, this is a big pizza. Uh, maybe you want to share it with me? <laughs> <laughs> and you just eat the whole thing and you're like, oh, I guess it was a lot smaller than I thought it was. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's it. That's going to work. <laughs> you offer to share the pizza and then they look at the pizza and then they go like that's impossible I don't think we can share this pizza it's too small and then you go exactly mm. that is incepting them 
Mm -hmm. Okay, well done. How to transmit Wi-Fi signals using your mouth? Hmm. Well, I think so. You're an engineer. For so. context, yeah, I'm an engineer, so I know how to answer this. Wi-Fi is just waves. Okay. And you know, just like audio, just like anything else, they're just waves in the air. So, if you just open your mouth and close your mouth very quickly. Okay. How, very how quickly. quickly? Uh, well, it depends on the band of Wi-Fi they're going for. 5 gigahertz? Let's say 2.2 gigahertz? 2.4, channel 11. Oh, yeah. So, about 2.4 thousand thousand times per second. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot. Yeah, and then just coordinate that to encode data also. <laughs> <laughs> and fortunately, the question is only broadcast. Receiving. I was just gonna say that you don't a, have you don't have to receive. Yeah, it's a much more it's a much more difficult game. We don't have to answer that question. You know? mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We're just being asked how to transmit them. Okay, so that's good. How to celebrate your friend's death? Your friend's death? Yeah. Confetti. Uh, Confetti. <laughs> Spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> Depends if your friend was M&M's. Yeah. Your friend would have wanted spaghetti. <laughs> Trust me, we know your friend. Compile a list, maybe, of all the bad things that person ever did, so then you can just put it up, you know, at the funeral or whatever, and be like, look, everyone, here's a bunch of shitty things my friend did. Oh. This person is dead now, so congratulations. Right, because you got to play the room a little. you got to play gotta the swing room. the mood. you got to swing the mood. A lot of people are going to be real sad in there. Classic funerals. Classic funerals. And you got to swing the mood to people being happy and celebrating that they're, they're dead. Right. Oh my goodness, think we finally got rid of this person. Exactly. It's over. Everyone, <laughs> it's over. We can rest now. What, what if you call, like, uh... A double fake funeral. So, like, you, you pay an actor to show up and be like, Got you guys, I'm actually not dead. Uh, I just wanted to see who came to my funeral. And everyone's really happy. And they, like, you know, ask. A, it's a very easy to answer question. And then it, the actor can't answer them because he's not actually your friend. And then, you know, it, it's just like a fun, lighthearted prank. Oh, really no, like, hold on, guys. That's so Raven moment going on over here. Uh, that's about half of what you need. So you do this fake-out funeral. You get the actor to replace your friend, right? The actor is alive. Everyone's having a blast. Everyone's having a good time. The actor playing your friend is a better person than your friend. You get them to fall in love with the actor as the friend. And then, after like a month or so, you announce publicly... This wasn't this friend all along. It was an actor. The friend is dead. But this person is going to keep this persona going forever and be your new friend. And now they're happy because this opportunity came because their friend died. Uh, but ah. I don't think I don't think they would be because this is the classic rom-com canonical arc that happens where you know you get some substitute comes in. Because the thing is, you know, they'll feel first and foremost, everybody will feel wrong. Okay. And there will be like a one week, you know, mourning period of them not wanting to have oh. anything to do with this lying scoundrel. Yes. Until eventually you have to convince the actor to do something to win all of their hearts back in a grand gesture. 
So you have to surround them with shadow people. And who shows up with a cucumber infused with a giraffe soul? The actor. That could do. And what does this actor do? Slays all these shadow people, just cuts them down like grass. Mm-hmm. And then emits a loud broadcast of Wi-Fi that says <laughs> to all his to all his or her friends, come here, come here, and celebrate with me. That would do it. That, people would celebrate that. People, people would celebrate the shit out of that. We've got a problem with shadow people in this country, honestly. <laughs> I'm glad I mean, somebody's talking We're about supposed it. to be celebrating on Canada Day. You know, but it's hard. It's hard because, one, it's so hot outside right now. It's like 33 degrees or something. And then on top of that, you can't go in the shade because there's shadow people everywhere. They're everywhere. Did you know Zuckerberg is a puppet of the shadow people? I bet you didn't. Hmm. That's why he got off so easy in Congress. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it all comes It all comes apart. You just pull one thread and everything just comes apart. Okay, well, we've covered that. We've really answered this question... Um, let's see. Oh, this is good. This is good for like the whole millennial talk we were doing earlier. And I think this is going to help a lot of people. How to lower your household expenses. Ah. Hmm. Easy. Don't have a household. That's so easy. You know what? Next question. We fucking nailed it. No no household expenses if you don't have a household. (laughs) Yeah. So obvious. Well, so I mean like a lot of uh, financial advice starts with, you know, stop buying designer coffee and stuff, but not oh, everybody does yeah, that, so but what, one thing that I think is undervalued, or under, uh... You can't just not have designer coffee. If Calvin Klein personally didn't brew my coffee, I won't drink it. I guess, what do you okay, drink? Okay, well, well, fine, like, I, what I'm getting at is, like, a bigger direct detractor from your budget is all the designer spaghetti that, that millennials are eating these days. Oh. You know? Like, like, not every pasta noodle has to have the Gucci logo on it. You know, oh it, it still God, tastes kind of like regular pasta. I know that it's a great experience. Looks cool on Instagram and Snapchat, but, like, this is really bankrupting. Uh, I got it. I got it. You know, young adults these days. You're right. And you know what? Here's a – we'll offer the positive side of this advice. Make the pe- – make, I mean, not pizza. Oh, I got pizza on the brain. Make the spaghetti yourself. Make the pasta. Because then it's craft, yeah. it's artisanal, mm. it's so rustic. This, this is another, you brought up another point uh, subconsciously, is, is a Freudian point. And that's, that's don't buy small pizzas. Uh, and if you actually accidentally buy a small pizza, you need to make sure that the pizza delivery people know that it's too small. Right, because yeah, actually so. I did look this up. So the cost of, this is real advice. I'm going to disclaimer, this is real advice. Oh, a show first. Yeah, a f- show first. When you order a pizza, if it's like a small is like 14 bucks or whatever and a medium is like 15.99 and then a large is like 17 bucks or whatever, the price scales pretty linearly, but the area of the pizza actually scales, you know, however that math works out, but it's more than linearly. I think pi is involved somewhere in that. It's weird. I normally program a computer to do that for me. I would just run a thousand pizza-related simulations, <laughs> high fidelity, put it on a VM, knock that shit out in a weekend. <laughs> in just a single weekend. Just a single weekend. Uh, here we go. How to get a dog to give up the location of his master. Hmm. I think a good way to do this, uh, you know, uh, dogs really like how to play fetch. So like, you throw a ball, uh, they like to bring it back. Yeah. All you have to do is you have to throw a ball, but 
convince the dog that it's master through the ball, and then he'll run the ball back to the master instead of you. So, I mean, like, if you guys have any ideas for how you can do that, I think that, that might work. Well, another thing that's true about dogs is they love gambling. They're notorious gamblers. Yeah, it's actually you, can use that to great you can't trust a dog to keep its word, mm-hmm. uh, but except for gambling debts because it's their one pleasure, and they know that if they break any gambling debts, then no one will ever gamble with them. So like, ah. they're they're always gonna love you unconditionally. I mean, that's the thing about dogs. They're amazing. They're gonna love you unconditionally, but mm-hmm. they will break every promise. You put a treat in front of them, promise broken, easy. But if it's a gambling debt, I mean, you know, you've seen that. Uh, photo right it's like a famous photo it was I think from like a speakeasy during prohibition it's got all these dogs playing poker oh yeah so yeah. like this has been going on for at photo least evidence. 300 years you know cause that's when prohibition was probably well I mean that's as long yeah. as we've known about it since dogs have led us into their lives true and also there was the yeah. collapse when the shadow people overwrote the historical record mm. So this one's kind of tainted, too, yeah. now, with shadow people. A lot of people don't know, but dog prohibition lasted a lot longer than human prohibition. <laughs> <laughs> and, and sorry for the listeners that aren't familiar, what were they, what were they prohibiting? They were pro- prohibiting uh, all the dog vices. So, you know, belly scratches, sniffing uh, things that smell weird. Mm. Uh, it was a dark time. Eating cat poop? And, Could you uh, still eat cat poop? Or? Uh, no, that was okay. Uh, other types mm. of poop, not so much. Uh, that, that one, you know, it was like a very uh, complex uh, system of legislation. Yeah, I bet they fought tooth but, and nail uh, for yeah, that one. There was definitely like a, there's a dark period in our history. There are a lot of dog speakeasies uh, where a lot of illicit belly scratching took place. And, uh, you know, that was very unsafe for both the scratcher and the scratchy. It's, it's better now that it's legal and regulated and taxable. Okay, that's really good. I mean, that's, that's, how, that's how Al Papone kind of made his legacy. And perfect. <laughs> now we'll just leave all that silence in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, the next question is How I, to sacrifice your brother to the shadow people <laughs> If I sacrifice my brother to the shadow people I don't have to share my Xbox I, I'll i be safe from the shadow people I don't know if you will I am a shining light on this podcast It's true, he does the editing Oh wow well, who, else, who else would make all the bad dog puns? I'm just kidding No one, there, no one will There's no such thing as bad dogs Let's see. Let's do this one. How to spice up your ten-year-old son's birthday party? Mm. Now I got I got two words. That's really the answer to this one. Hot wheels. Okay, so another pizza one this time. Uh, okay, I don't, I'm not following the connection. What do you mean, Hot Wheels the car? Well, what's Hot Wheels the pizza? It's like a Hot Wheel. <laughs> it's a Hot Wheel. <laughs> okay. This is in fact. How the kids refer to pizza now is a hot meal. See, this is why we need Ellie on the show. It's just not the same without her. Yeah, we lost that youth dynamic. She knows what all the kids are calling pizza these days. Mm-hmm. Hot mm-hmm. Wheels, that's so cool. Okay, so that's what why, about... That's where her big wheels come from. What about this? You get a bunch of Hot Wheels, 
And by Hot Wheels, I mean pizza. You know, I'm using the kids' line. And then you just put, like, fucking ghost peppers, scorpion <laughs> peppers. Like, you spice the shit Live out of Live scorpions. Pizza. Live scorpions. Rattlesnakes <laughs> Live in the pizza ghosts. boxes. Ghosts. <laughs> shadow people. Lasers. Could you... Okay, 10-year-olds love clowns. They do. Could you get it? Do you think you can book it for think, the party? I think he's busy. They're filming that movie. Yeah, still. No, there's no sequel. The sequel? Yeah, there's really? a sequel. Yes, I'm not, that's not a joke. Sweet. We're going to have to do a watch. Well, I don't want to just steal that from an as yet unnamed <laughs> podcast that we both listen to. I mean, we could. How to watch this. How to watch this. How to appreciate art. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good one, actually. God, I hate when people talk about their own show on the show. Well, we're just going to edit this up for sure. Okay. Should we high five to Mark when we should edit it out? <laughs> that seems. Uh, I think that pretty much gives us enough to work with, and probably too much. Mm-hmm. We have to act now like we just reeled out of a, a question, so we can seamlessly edit back. Okay, in. yeah. So let's all let's all uh, start laughing like very genuinely. That is a good point. So. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess I, I better go now. Um, I'll tell you one thing. I'm, I'm never going to have to deal with small pieces again. Uh, you guys have really changed my life. That's what I like to hear. That's what we try to do here. I'm really pleased. So I'm going to hang up on you now. Uh, it was a pleasure, and thank you. And no, don't oh, worry. No, you, you don't need to say up. anything. You don't up. need to say anything. Goodbye. <laughs> it was fun. See you later. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> Finally he's gone. Now we can do all those nasty jokes. Oh man. Can you believe that one thing he said? Yeah, I can. He's like that. <laughs> okay. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> okay, see you next time. Next time we won't have bad audio quality, we promise. Unless Ellie fucks it up. Goodbye. <laughs>